Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of the day it happens to be that you are listening to this Thursday edition of the Illuminated Word Podcast. As always, I'm David McLean. And our reading today is going to come from Hebrews chapter 11, and we'll read verses 1 through 13. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. And by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. A nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on this earth. Well, I think this might arguably be one of the most famous passages in the Bible dealing with uh, probably one of the toughest things uh, that we deal with as Christians, and that is uh, of faith, having faith, living by faith, letting faith control us, always relying 100% on God. You know, I I know I've struggled with faith. I struggle with faith even now, uh, even today. <laughs> like, not just, I'm not just saying just to say it, but even today, you know, there was a, a struggle of, of faith for me. I think a lot of us are, are like the story of a congregation in the Midwest who they had met to pray for rain, uh, they were going to meet to pray for rain to relieve a, a very long dry spell. And so they gather together. They're going to pray. And the preacher looks, uh, you know, seriously at his flock and very sternly says, Brothers and sisters, we all know why we are here. 
Now what I want to know is, where is your umbrellas? We pray, we come to God, we say we have faith, but do we act out in faith? And so when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, the idea that, that faith is the substance, uh, faith is the, the substance of what we hope for, it's the evidence of things not yet seen, that it is uh, this idea that it's our substance, it's our support, it's our assurance of the, and it's proof or conviction or evidence of things that's not been seen. Uh, this is not just a definition of faith, but it's a description of what faith does and how it works. Uh, faith's practical working in our lives, it enables us to not only know an unseen God, but to live our lives full and effective for God. Faith deals with the present that being the things not seen, and the future, that what we hope for. The hope, you know, when we hope, we hope for the future. This this substance, this idea of substance, reminds me of our birthdays. Yesterday was my birthday. And, uh, you know, you think about birthdays when you're growing up and thinking of birthdays as, as a child, and, you know, there was always that excitement there was always an excitement for a birthday, even though you didn't know what you were going to get, even though you didn't know what was in that box or in that gift bag, you were excited. You looked forward to it because you knew something was coming. You knew your parents were going to do something for you. And so even though you didn't know what, what, what was coming, there was still that anticipation, that hope, that excitement. You know, when it comes to faith, we can have that, that faith, knowing that God's going to do something. We may not know what's going to come around the corner. We may not know what's going to happen. We may not know what's going to be in that gift bag, but we know that he is taking care of it. it it's this idea that we have to fully and wholly rely on God. I, I know it's hard to step into the unknown, and it's hard to trust that provision will come. You know, going back to kids, it's kind of like, I remember when I used to take my girls to the playground, and when they were younger, uh, they were, you know, ticking time bombs on the playground because they just climb up there and no fear whatsoever and just jump off. And so you always had to be right there, right underneath them, to catch them, to make sure they didn't fall and hurt themselves. Well, as they got older, when they would climb up, they were scared to get down. And even though I'm standing there with my arms open saying, I'm going to catch you, and even though I had never dropped them before in their lives, there was this sudden fear in them that says, you might not catch me. You might miss. Even though I never dropped them. Even though I could catch them. And so we live like those children who we've climbed so high that we feel like we're unable to climb down, but we're just not quite confident that our parents' arms are going to catch us if we jump. The writer of Hebrews is offering this reassurance using the examples of the spiritual ancestors who also struggled to trust God's provision. I mean, Noah built a boat amid the ridicule of neighbors, and he was uncertain that the rains would come, but he still built. Abraham was called to move, and this is before GPS would tell him where he was going. But he still moved. In example after example, these ancestors stepped out of faith and into these hard callings. And in every circumstance, God's provision was there to catch them. 
these verses are also, in, in all of Hebrews chapter 11, is also a promise for each of us that we can rest in confidence that a God who has been faithful in the past and who has given us love and blessing beyond measure in, in the person of Jesus will catch every one of us who's willing to make the jump. All of us have faith. We have faith in something. Every person has faith. The, the Christians claim to have faith in Jesus. Uh, think about this. Even atheists have faith. They have faith in the idea that there is no God. They have faith in the idea that, this, that everything that was created came out of nothing. They have faith in their own beliefs. We all have faith. So what's the difference between the faith that we have in God and the faith that others have in everything else? And even if you look at our lives, we say we have faith in God, but we also have faith in other things as well. We have faith in our loved ones. We have faith in our family. We have faith in our jobs. I mean, we get up every day and go to work with the, the faith that we're go they're going to give us a check for the work that we've done. So we all have faith, but what is different about the faith in God? Well, think about this. If I, if I looked out the window and I saw the trees uh, moving, gently swaying. Well, wait, let me back up. Let me back up. If I looked out in the front yard, Claire has all these balls she loves to play with, and she leaves them all over the yard. So let's say I look out in the front window and I see a ball in the yard. That ball was not moving. And then I come back a few minutes later, and now that ball is now rolling. There's no doubt in my mind that something is moving it. Now it could be, a, I don't know, a string tied to it that's moving it, or it could be someone ran up and kicked it real quick and then ran away, but something's moving it. Now if I looked at the trees and I see the trees are gently swaying, and the ball is moving, there's no doubt in my mind that there was a passing wind. And I could describe the effects of the wind, uh, that the, the, the wind had on the swaying trees and the rolling ball, but I couldn't tell you the color of the wind or what it particularly looked like. Something with weight and substance had to have made the ball and the trees move, something that can't be seen with the naked eye. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If it's a substance, then like the wind, it's tangible, and it's something with weight. And because of that, it's something that moves and shifts things. And so we need faith to move and shift things that we need from, from the spiritual to the physical realm. The things hoped for and the things not seen have to be pulled in, yanked in, because they're already there and they already exist. So what makes faith the substance and evidence? How can we be so sure that what we ask for already exists before we even ask for it? Here's the difference in faith in God and faith in all these other things. That real faith rests on the character of God. It rests on the character of a person whose very name is faithful and true and for whom it's impossible to lie. When we pray by faith, we know that we have been heard because Jesus says if we ask anything in his name, we should believe that he hears us. Faith becomes our substance and evidence because of the unwavering, unchanging, utterly reliable character of God. As Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. And that is a person who said many times he would never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for listening, not just today, but each time you listen to the Illuminated Word. Our hope is that this podcast encourages you each time. Maybe you learned something new you didn't know before, but that it would encourage you to continue living your faith 
as you move uh, throughout your day. And of course, our prayer is also that you would see opportunities that God has opened for you each day to be a blessing to those around you in some form or fashion. And until next time you listen to the Illuminated Word, have a blessed day.